where do I start? Okay, so it was grade nine. It was grade nine. And then it was like one of those grade nine, um, like orientation type things. But for some reason it happened like maybe like a few weeks after, but then there was like an announcement of being like, all oh, grade nines, like come to the like gymnasium, blah, 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 like for some sort of like whatever, like bullshit thing. And then, um, so we all go and then there's, everyone's like all sitting there, it's everyone in grade nine. It's like really fucking scary. We're all there. And then, um, it's like, uh, um, that's all of a sudden it's like, why are we here? Like, what's really going on? And it's like, maybe there's like a raffle or something, but that's not happening. It's like this guy like comes out on the stage and like with the school that was at, like the stage, the stage was like a pullout stage. Do you know what I mean? It, like, it wasn't like a built-in stage. Like, it was like a stage that they pull out, <laughs> which like looks really like stupid. So they like do that, and then this guy like walks up on the stage, and he's like, like literally the best way I can put it, like looks like a milady, but not a milady. But he like has like the top hat and has the blazer and like the striped tie. And then he's like, basically, what I can remember is him being like, I'm a magician. And then from in my memory, it happens really fast. And it's him just being like, I'm a magician and I know how to hypnotize people. Um, who wants to get hypnotized? And like, really surprisingly, like almost like the whole grade, like raised their hand. And then my friend Latonia was like, you should raise your hand, raise your hand. And then we both like excitedly raised our, raised our hands. But then it was like, but then all the teachers got to pick who got to go up on the stage, but they picked up like, honestly, like maybe like 22 students to like go up on the stage. And I was one of them. And I remember when I got picked, like Latonia was like, yeah, yeah, like you go girl, like you got it. And I didn't really know what I was like getting going what I was doing. I didn't even want to raise my hand. So we go, everyone goes up and this guy's like being like very like a magician, very like chaotic or something. And then he like is basically like, I'm going to like, everyone is going to see that how I'm going to like hypnotize everyone. But the first thing I have to do is see who can get hypnotized because not everyone can be like hypnotized. So he does this like weird, like I don't really remember, so I'm gonna like lie a bit, but like he like does like a clapping thing or some shit like that. But basically no one <laughs> was hypnotized in my opinion at all, because this guy's just like doing some like bullshit clapping and like bell thing. And then in his, and then he's like, and then he's like, sweet, sweet, sweet. And so we're all asleep and he's like, if I tap your shoulder, you're gonna leave the stage. And it takes like 10 minutes, but he's like tapping on the people's shoulders. And I was like, fucking dear God, like, please tap my shoulder. But he's like, not. And it's like, I'm waiting, waiting. And he's just not. And my eyes are closed because I'm trying to act like I'm hypnotized. And it just doesn't happen. And then he's like, ladies and gentlemen, like, these are your like hypnotized like peers. And I was like, 
oh my god, like, I'm not hypnotized at all. This really feels like I'm, like, at, like, on, like, my deathbed or, like, getting a surgery. And, like, I, I'm, like, oh my god, I, like, I, I feel everything. So it really feels like that or something. Like, um, like, Jessica Alba's, like, movie, like, when she's, like, blind. Anyways, like, that movie when she's, like, blind and can't, like, and whatever. It's, like, in someone else's body. And then, anyways, whatever. So... Um, yeah, I guess that, like, happened, and then, uh, so he's, like, everyone, like, every, ladies and gentlemen, like, clap for your hypnotized peers or some shit like that, and I'm, like, wow, like, I cannot believe this is happening, it's, like, I've never experienced something where I feel, like, just, like, this is, like, absolutely insane, I don't even know how to talk about it now, but, like, so then they, uh, he's like, it starts to get to this like really weird point where this guy like I guess knows that he can do whatever he wants to us, and then he's like, now like everyone, I'm gonna like make them like dance to the Gangnam style, and then like the song just goes on. It's like, oh my Gangnam style, and he's like, when I clap my hand three times, like you guys are gonna dance and do the Gangnam style. And honestly, God bless that I've seen that fucking music video because I was like, oh my God, I have to do this dance in front of all these people that I don't know. I'm in grade nine. I just started high school and I'm just going to fucking do this and like completely embarrass myself because it would be more embarrassing if I like, I guess, didn't do it. It would be like, that would be worse. And I don't have like the confidence to do that. And so I danced. And I did the whole dance. And then what happened? Like, did you ever talk to the guys that... No. You never talked to anyone no. else that danced? No. So you have no way of... No, no, no. No, because after we all danced, and it was like clearly embarrassing, but I remember halfway through, I was like, there's no way that these guys are hypnotized because I'm not. He was like or like whatever and then he's like stop and like claps and then he's like and then he's like you guys have to sit down i remember sitting down cross-legged and he was like like clap applaud for like our people and then he's like now like after all you guys been through you will not smoke cigarettes <laughs> you the dance. yeah i knew the dance because i saw the music video well i've seen the music video yeah, it's like a dance where you're like pretending on you're like on a horse or I something. I don't really know the dance, but I've seen the music video. Yeah, well, regardless, like that's what fucking happened. And then he was like, "Then I'm gonna like clap my hands three times. You guys are gonna wake up." And I literally pretended like I was like coming out of a dream. Like I just woke up. Like I like pretended that like I was like actually hypnotized. So you're one hundred percent sure you weren't hypnotized? No, because I can tell the story. Right. I just like was not. I just like knew that I wasn't. And I was like um, regretful already from the time that I got picked that I was like, I should have not even raised my hand. What did your friends say afterwards? Well, then I like everyone actually was like, oh my God, how did it feel to be hypnotized? That's so crazy. I can't believe, do you even remember what you did? And I was like, no, I have no idea. 
which is like actually fucking because it was felt so embarrassing it's like really girl like you just dance the game themselves like in front of everyone willingly it's like i guess i did so that i like pretended like, like nothing happened whatever and then like hours after i like told my friend latonia being like i was not hypnotized and i basically told her exactly what i'm just saying now she fucking laughed so hard and made me feel like such a piece of shit because of it. <laughs> because it is funny if you like realize that your friend actually was just like forced to do that. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but it's like weird that everyone thought that we were actually hypnotized because I don't think like these boys were. I think they just, I think this guy like just picked like like most like useless people or something. Do you remember who the boys were? No. Not even one? No, no, no. I don't remember. Do you remember a boy's name that went to your high school? Maybe this guy named Hassan, but I don't really no, know. No, but just like any boy's name that went to your high school. Yeah, I can think of one. Like, but not the ones who were hypnotized. We'll say a few of their names. Like Greg, Greg and like Belzy. <laughs> um um oh alan, alan bennett, bennett that guy was really into like city and color to the point where he got like these like those little birds on his chest and actually when he first got it walked down the halls and like, and, like went like this like bursted out his like fucking like red flannel shirt and was like look what i got belzy and everyone was literally like in such awe and i was like this is so fucking gay because I work at HMV and like I already see that shit every day. You can't say gay. Or whatever. It's like mediocre. Oh, um. Mediocre. Um. Oh, um, um. Oh, um. Oh my god, there's this boy who was like really straight and like had anal sex with a lot of girls, but he was definitely gay. And like, this guy's like fucking a lot of girls anally, but like he's obviously also really gay, so it's really funny. Thank you for listening. Jameson Isaac, and I've been making music as Teen Days since 2010, and I live in uh, a small town outside of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, with my wife and our son and our cat. Would I have heard of the town, or is it really small? It's called Ch- no, it's called Chilliwack. So it's it's kind of like the last town that you hit when you're driving east outside of Vancouver. Okay. It's the last time that you hit before you get into the mountains. But it's not... Is it on the so, islands or no? Nope. It's, okay, yeah, cool. it's on the mainland. It's, you know, it's a small town, um, maybe like, you know, in comparison, relatively speaking. There's like 100,000 people that live here now. But it still feels like a small town in its, um, I don't know, general <laughs> way of thinking. And there's there's still kind of like 
Well, there's like one of everything, you know? It's yeah. like a cool coffee shop. It's like one good Mexican place. Uh, I don't know. One movie theater. Sounds nice. Just your class. Yeah, it's a, the, one of the one of the perks is definitely that we're really close to nature, and so yeah, you know, it's um, short bike ride to this like twenty two kilometer river trail next to our place, awesome. and um, yeah, you can get really deep into some some serious wilderness in a pretty short amount of time. If only I was more into nature, <laughs> and it's it's certainly for a certain type of person. Um, I'm able to uh, trade living walking distance to like, you know, um, great restaurants and culture and stuff like that for uh, enjoying being out in in forests and lakes and all that sort of stuff. Did you grow up there? Yeah, I actually did, which I, you can probably hear the surprise in my voice in that I wasn't expecting to end up here yeah not that i think we're necessarily like planted super firm roots here or anything but yeah i grew up um and lived here for about the i I think uh, we left when i was like 12 or 13 years old and moved to a much smaller town um outside of brandon manitoba Uh, like really so super far out there um that doesn't sound as good no I, <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, imagine being 13 years old and sort of uprooting your life to go to a town of 1500 people, um, where I, you know, I kind of cracked a joke about there being no culture here, but the difference was pretty stark, you know? Yeah. Um, I kind of always ask this when someone's from BC, but have you heard of this place called Chimanus? It's on the islands yeah, near Nanaimo. I was going to say, it's, yeah, it sounds familiar. Why does why is that a place of note for you? Um, I took a trip. Well, I went out to BC twice, and then one time I kind of spent like a week and a half, like on the island there, and went to like yep. Nanaimo and Tofino, etc. But then we went to this, yeah, yeah, very very small town called Chimanus, and uh, okay. It's kind of like just, it's not like dissimilar from any other small town over there, but like they have this weird, like, I guess like government funded, like mural thing going on. Like the entire place is filled with murals, which was, seemed like, I don't know, just memorable to me. And then yeah, for whatever reason, the name Shamanus really just stuck with me. And so, that's pretty much it, actually. Just a weird. I'm looking at town. photos right now. Yeah, it. I'm just looking at photos on Google Maps, and it looks beautiful. It does. There's there is a there's something about the headspace or mentality of those types of like small island towns. Yeah. That something like that, like putting murals all over your town. It feels like there's there's something about being I don't know if it's being close to water or being on the island. There's some sort of like there's just something about the mentality of the people that live there that opens themselves up to those types of like here it's more country feeling mm-hmm. where there's this this general sense of like 
like the arts or culture, not something that's a super high priority for people. Yeah. But on the island, it feels different. And, and I've experienced that in other places too. Like there's a town um, south of, you kind of cut towards the water when you're going from Vancouver to Seattle. It's called Anacortes. Um, it's where, where Phil Elvram, uh, Mount Erie, sort of like is from and, and writes a lot of music about growing up there, mm. writes a lot of music about being from, from there and stuff like that. Anyways, it's also like a, a fairy town like a coastal, you can take a ferry from Victoria to Anacortes. Super small town, maybe like 20 or 30,000 people, but so much culture. There's like an amazing record store there. Hmm. That similar sort of thing that you're talking about with these, like that I could see them. They're just being like a section of their downtown that's covered in murals. And uh, I don't know what it is. There's something about these, something about being close to the ocean, I guess. I think what just... was like off about it was that like, it seemed like the people that live there, like, didn't not only didn't care for the murals but like almost maybe didn't notice that they were there or something even though it's like really hard to miss and then i guess the other reason i like remember it was because i was only there for a night or two but like i was walking like on these deserted streets like not even that late like eight o'clock but then there was like clearly like these two dudes in a red pickup truck that were like following me around and there was like no one else in sight so it was just kind of like am i like am i about to die in shamanus like (laughs) that's kind of how it felt i think that's like most of the reason i remember it yeah i mean you know small towns those there's so much of what you're you're saying like resonates deeply with me as a person who growing up in those places and being someone that was like, you know, not a jock or like, you know, yeah. I like, wasn't the guy in the red pickup truck, like cruising with my buds, like looking for trouble on weekends or whatever. Yeah. Like clearly there's nothing else to do there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I've, you know, I've I've always kind of lived in smaller towns or, or smaller cities. I never had a stint of like living in Vancouver or never did the like go to Montreal thing mm. or, or the go to Berlin thing or, you know. Um, so, yeah, I actually I have memories of I ended up when I finished high school in Manitoba, I, I went to college uh, in Saskatchewan for two years. Mm-hmm. And I have memories of walking around Regina just like going to a movie on a weekend or something and having that experience happen where like dudes in pickup trucks, like driving past me and my friends and being like, I don't know, like, Hey emos or something like that, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. like <laughs> 2005 or something like that. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, like kind of, there's always that kind of battle that goes on. And it's the, even like an internal thing for me. Like I love the aspects of living in, in these small places uh, but there's you know I never fully connect with it there's always some sort of distance that goes on there Chill Rock kind of sounds like familiar suddenly was there like some kind of I'm probably mixing it up but was there some like devastating event that happened there at some point yeah there's so well last year was this last year there was a flood in between Chilliwack and Abbotsford okay. that happened 
um, that like completely shut down everything here. Like the highway was underwater. Oh. It was, yeah, it was wild. Um, Your house was okay? Uh, me- thankfully, I was actually in preparation for this. I was going through my camera roll and I saw photos from it. And it was like f- a photo from the news where, you know, like I said, highways underwater. It's just like, it's so surreal to see, right? Yeah. And then there's a photo out of our front window and it's like sunny and everything is completely dry in our area. <laughs> Cause I think people from like friends from around the country were like, are you guys all right? Like what's, what are things looking like? And yeah. that's the photo I would send. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Only other thing I was going to ask you is, um, when did you start making music? I started writing music. I, I played in an emo band with those friends that I was in college with. Um, and we did that band for like two years and it was kind of in that time that I went from like playing guitar and drums and like learning Rage Against the Machine songs or like, you know, like downloading tabs, that kind of like high school guitar playing yeah, to writing things myself and, and then writing songs on my own too. So that was kind of the, that time that I would have started changing that mindset of like, oh, maybe I can actually just do this myself instead of learning other people's stuff. And it was also around that time that a friend of mine in the dorms, uh, my first year was like, hey, I just like downloaded this software off the Pirate Bay called Reason. Um, do you want to do you want to try it? Yeah. I was like. It sounded interesting and I liked electronic music and again was sort of in that space of like, oh, maybe I could try. I like had that, that confidence of, of going from, well, I could never do that to like, oh yeah, like maybe I'll give it a shot. And uh, that would have been 2003 probably. Hmm. And I just like went wild. My Those two years at college, I made so much music on Reason. Reason. All just like horrible, or I—I would assume, you know. I'm like looking back on it. Um, Do you still have the files? I don't think so. I would guess that they're all. Yeah, they've—they've got to be long gone because I. uh, They would have all stayed on the computer that I would have used to make them, and I have no idea where where that computer would be now they're all on that um, same um flash drive where the bitcoin is from 2010 yeah right <laughs> yeah well what's so funny about it is like i don't even have there's there's not even like um like exports there's no mp3s or waves like all oh, of that right. music just exists in sort of this like in my memory i but i made so many like full albums yeah that no one would listen to. There, I, I can't even think. It, I guess maybe there would be like MySpace and Pure Volume would have existed at that time. I don't, but I don't that even was so limited. Pure Volume. That's kind of like a oh, precursor yeah. so that, SoundCloud or something. Yeah, actually, that's a good way of phrasing it. It 
it was like the I remember it was like the place to find yeah emo and hardcore music right. was all getting posted there. Huh. Um, but yeah, I I kind of like was was making music and and putting it on these sites, but nothing was really clicking for I mean years and years and years. It was all happening while I was in school. That was the thing. I I never. It was always kind of just a way to procrastinate, essentially. Was it like um, electronic or were you making like punk music then? Once that, that band ended in probably like 2005 or 2006, maybe. And then after that, I was like, oh, maybe this is my chance to like just focus on making electronic music. And yeah, I the music that I was making was like kind of somewhere in between like, I guess like post-rock music. Because I, I loved, like, the album Leaf and Sigaros. When I think about it now, the last the last record that I had made before I started doing Teen Day stuff was way more, like, Bloghouse, uh, trying to do dance music, hmm. but with, like, really limited software and and no technical know-how or ability. Like, I didn't know how to mix music. It was all just, like, you know throwing paint at a canvas and hoping that something sounded good enough that yeah. if I put it out, maybe someone would like it. I always really liked doing remixes because working with other people's stems always just sounded so much better because I was doing everything in the box. It was all just in reason. reason. I, I didn't graduate till using um, Ableton or Logic until like even several years into doing Teen Days. Mm. So... Yeah, it was funny. I was I was always making electronic music, but was very. It was only kind of the the last project that I did before I started Teen Days that was like dance music, essentially. It's kind of like my trajectory too. Was like um, making remixes and like thinking I was really good at it in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and then like at a certain point being like, all right, like, let's take this to the next level. I'm going to, like, try to make some original music. And then, like, very quickly realizing that, like, I have no place doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, just not working at all. Because I don't, like, play... I played the it, drums forever, but then, like... Which made yeah. sense for the remixes, because, like, everything's done for me, and then I'm kind of, like... Yeah, totally. Blasting it out a bit. And it kind of yeah. worked, even though I'm, like not mixing anything right like it's like the even what i sent you before is like yeah yeah blowing up the speakers when i listen to it yeah and i'm like how did Absolutely. i even get like what uh, whatever i was like well, i don't know what i was doing basically <laughs> yeah and you know what there's something so incredible about like the um the confidence that comes along with I guess just like being young too and being like, cause that was fully how teen days started. I was making all this music that I was trying very hard to have it be something. Cause I was like getting to the end of my degree and I was like, I don't really know what I want to do after college, but I love making music and I love making music at home. Like, is there some, is there some project that I could do that will sort of click things in and, and could provide a career for me? But of course, you know, there's like, there's no surefire way to do any of that. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened is as soon as I kind of let go of that way of thinking and was like, I'm going to make a record that I'm just not going to care. I'm going to do things that 
don't make sense. Like on the first Teen Days record, there's a song where right in the middle of it, a key change happens and it wasn't a thought out musical like, oh, I'm going to modulate down at this point. It was literally just that the sample in reason Reason, on the keyboard, when I went to move it over for this second half of the song, I accidentally dropped it down and it was just like, oh, that sounds cool. (laughs) You know, like a thing now that I'm just like, there there's still happy accidents that happen in in the process but like i was gonna say i still like that sort of thing as long as it's not like extremely abrupt or like sounds bad i guess yeah and i guess that's time too right you you develop your your own sort of taste and and i guess some objective knowledge of like you you can only push that so far yeah i guess i'm trying to say but it's funny to go back and look at like sessions for earlier records and see i would have like a chain this is getting like so deep in the like production weeds i hope (laughs) i'm done i hope it's okay okay cool i would look at on a track i would have this line of effects and like none of them made any sense but i would just put them on because i thought that's what you had to do so like there would be a compression that the audio wouldn't actually be hitting the compressor it was Okay. Doing nothing. Yeah. But I'm just like, there has to be a compressor on, yeah, yeah. compressor on it. There would be delay on vocals that were not in sync and the the like the actual delay was louder than the vocal track. It was just like a total mess. But it was this also this time and place, and maybe you felt this too doing the remixes at that time where it felt like there was this this it was just like a free for all if you did something that was somewhat cool for people, it was like so many people were hungry for like maybe like new unknown bubbling up sort of producers that um, there's like a platform for that. Yeah. And that was totally the, that was the the on-ramp for me into like doing music as, as a career, which is still like wild to me to think that, there were blogs that I could post this or I could send this, um, you know, relatively like lo-fi track to, and they would be like, this sounds cool. I'll post it. And everyone was just looking at those sites. And then next thing you know, the more mainstream sites are looking at it. And, you know, 11 years later, I'm here talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty bizarre. I mean, like I got in, to this having no clue what I'm doing at all. I think my like drum teacher introduced me to Fruity Loops and then I messed around on there for yeah. a bit. I was I was making Daft Punk covers on there. And then oh, I yeah. um and then I met these like two dudes who lived in my hometown who were like rich kids essentially who were um all about using logic and I was like, come on, teach me. Like, they, they were making remixes. And I went over and, like, if you hear these remixes now, it's like, well, I don't know what in my head made me want to learn from them. But yeah. <laughs> they were like, this is all you got to do, man. And, like, whatever. <laughs> like, in five minutes, me and them made a remix, put both our names on it. And, like, within a day, it's, like, has, like, 20,000 listens or whatever. I'm like, yeah, okay, so easy enough. And then, like, within a week, I was doing, like, the most, like, embarrassing shit ever at first, though. I was, like, I was making mashups and then sending them to, like, 
any blog email I could find. And they're like, yeah. this fucking rules, like posting it. Yeah. It's getting really popular. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I'll buy a, I'll buy a micro Korg. And then doing that. And somehow yeah, right. that's working too. Like, they're like, this is sick. And then eventually, yeah. of course, it's like, this isn't sick anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, man, what a crazy time, truly. Yeah. And I, you had mentioned too, like, in when we first started chatting about how, like, the hype machine, right? Yeah. You just had these platforms that were, like, so open. It's just changed so much. And, and I'm not going to, like, old man yelling at clouds over here. Like, I don't think that one is necessarily better than the other. But there is something very sweet and innocent about that exact story of, like, being you know being like i mean how many established what we would look at now as like that's like an established dj or electronic artist probably got their start in the same way right yeah of like and then just pivoted at the right time or or you know like whatever the situation was that they got a manager that said like okay that's all fine and good but like here this is a path for you to take that you know will have you whatever yeah headlining festival well, i mean stages there's still a lot like of that. like from my memory of like going on hype machine as like my homepage of like people I'm discovering then that like very well are still going today. And like, I've just gotten way better as producers and yeah, totally know what they're doing like yourself and like a bunch of other people. But then there's like, when you compare that to the amount of people that where it's like whatever Toru Imoa remix by like, I can't think of a fake name, but yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Those, yeah, the kind of bootleg, more SoundCloud sort of thing. Yeah, I. It's so it, there's there has to be still like forums for these those types of things, right? Like people are probably still. I'll never forget finding that very that first washed out EP. Uh. And being like, you know, a 24 year old, probably too old to still be in college, but like just wrapping up my degree, hearing it and hearing like, oh, uh, he's, he's making really good, catchy music. It's not really dance music. Um, and it doesn't sound super like blown out in the way that a lot of the bloghouse stuff from those couple of years before were sounding. Yeah. It was so inspiring for someone that was making music that was not super hi-fi, mm. that was trying to. I was trying to make music that sounded really good. And then I heard that and it kind of gave me this, this um, access. Or this confidence of like, just, just make the thing in the way that you're going to make it with, you know, warts and all with reason, reason sounding like reason. it's coming out of a, you know, old laptop. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's I think there are definitely pros to that type of space to having having the space to do that sort of thing. But I gotta send you my um, uh, washed out remix. You're gonna oh, you're gonna lose your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. I, yeah, I would love to hear it. The photo. What do you the think? The photo. <laughs> okay, I found a good one. So okay, what I what I really like about this the premise of the show 
and kind of just where we're at in general. Sorry, I'm just pulling it up right now. No worries. I'll send it. I'll send it to you over DM. Sweet. Yes. So what I like about it is, I feel like every time I pull up Instagram now, it's mostly just photos of bad design. Or maybe not bad, but, you know, kind of like, do you know what I mean? Like, people's photo dumps are a little bit more like, hey, look at this this banner for this funny restaurant or something like that. 100%. And there's there's something about that that I would so much rather um, see in my day-to-day because I just love that sort of stuff in general. But here's, this is a... Uh, uh, albeit blurry photo that I took the other day. Well, not the other day. It was a little bit, it was earlier this summer. Okay. It is a drive through box, like um, talk box okay. at a Dairy Queen. Nice. And underneath one of the speakers is a laminated photo that looks like it's been taped to the the box this is not from dairy queen headquarters this is a, a local someone at the establishment decided this is something i'm gonna put up so there's a dq logo up at the top and then it says number one cakes and then too many spaces underneath and then okay. four and then underneath that so number one cakes space space four and then underneath number one dads what do you mean four Oh, like four, uh, like the four, like the word. F-O-R. So it's like okay. number one cakes four. for number one dads. Okay. Now context: this was on Father's Day. Okay. Presumably, they wanted to just shout out the dads <laughs> that were coming through the drive-through. Sell some cakes. They did sell some cakes, even though there's no um, sale or promotion that seems to be happening. Okay. It's just it's just a printed off piece of paper that says number one cakes for number one dads. That's all it says. There's, That's all it there's says. No, there's no like, um, they're not saying a specific <laughs> type of cake. No. Okay. Okay. Just cakes. Just number one cakes. <laughs> it looks like there's also some sort of logo on it as well, or a, a circular stamp or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some different artifact on it. Um, the writing is number in one black. cakes for number one dads. Yeah, it's printed off. It's like um, like eight, very eight a very 11, generic. Eight. Yep, yep. And very just, generic, um, clean font. Okay, so you being a father, uh huh. I feel like I know the answer, but you you did you buy a cake? I did not buy a okay. cake. <laughs> Have you had a Dairy Queen cake? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Those are... I, the sign didn't work on me. Right. I think those are my favorite, um, like, cakes, birthday-wise. Oh, yeah. They're really, really fucking oh. good. When you get, like, um, there's, like, the cookie crumble. Yeah, yeah. With the chocolate ice cream and then a little bit of... Uh, there's the fudge. That kind of, like, chocolate it's fudge. It's cookie crumble and yes. the fudge. Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. Is there any, like, in this photo, was it strictly, are we zoomed into the 
piece of paper or can we see a little bit of what else is going on on the um the the screen or like the booth thing so you can see the kind of solarium of the restaurant okay. in the background and you see the stand for the ordering talk box thing surrounded by a little bit of shrubbery and then in the top right you can see kind of the board the men with all the menu items but it's it's like it's where all the light is coming from well you can't actually There's see photo, what the, the menu items are no no oh, shit all you can see is number one cakes for number one dads uh that's the the, the most prevalent do you remember focus what were you there alone yeah, I was so I was I took it from my car. I would have been listening to music beforehand, so my phone was plugged in and I remember seeing it and being like I have to take a photo of that immediately because it's so uh absurd. But also there must have there must have been someone behind me in line at the drive-through because the photo is so blurry. That you that I remember kind no of rush. being <laughs> I felt the pressure of someone really wanting to order behind me and taking the picture and I don't think I even looked in to see if it was if it was good or not. I just assumed. Yeah. So it's I took it from from the car, picking up a few blizzards before heading home. Both for yourself or No, one for me and one for my wife. What's your blizzard? A little Father's Day treat. What's your... Uh... What's my blizzard of choice? Yeah, yeah, Great question. Uh, I... I would say I go for... Actually, I kind of want to guess. Yeah, okay. But I'm going to quickly... I got to see what, what the options are. Yeah. Okay, let's it's, see. Do you want any sort of hint? Or guess Yes, a hint it would be nice. Okay. Yeah. It is a combination of two blizzard types. Or or oh, so um, it's like off menu ish. It's like Yeah. You yeah. can do that? You can mix blizzards? You can mix blizzards. I don't know that. Okay, so assuming that the um this is like standardized across holy shit, I've yep. never even seen this before. They got some kind of blizzard with like um like like a core of brownie in the middle ever seen that that sounds good i haven't okay so i'm gonna guess oreo was one of them that's correct okay very good guess and let me just get another look at you (laughs) all right oreo (laughs) oh fuck me um don't overthink it. Turtles with pecans. Incorrect. Reese's. Reese's is correct. Fuck, okay. A Reese's and Oreo. So a little peanut butter Oreo blizzard. I don't have a favorite one, but um would you like to guess my mom's favorite? Because I know the answer to that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's just standard oh go to. Oh, oh, maybe I'm uh Maybe I'm mixing this up with their favorite ice cream flavor, but you can guess that if you want, because I don't see it here. Okay, so going off of what my mom usually 
asks for if I'm picking up an ice cream treat on the way over. I'm going to guess it is a strawberry cheesecake. No. No. Try one more time. Is it fruit? It's not fruit. Is it fruit related? No. Nah. Mm. It's like... Okay, let me think. It's like um, the hint I'll give is like, I feel like this almost is like a misleading hint, but something tells me that it has like more calories than other ice creams, but that might be misleading. And that might not even be true. I just get, I have a feeling. Is it? Okay, it's not fruit related. My guess off of that, if it was fruit related, would be like a banana cream pie. It's a good guess. I feel like they throw the banana in there. You think, yeah, oh, yeah. it's fruit. She hates fruit. Oh. She hates, she guess... hates pretty much everything. Oh. So... Well, fruit, fruit's in there then. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's it's did, pralines. Did and she cream. guess water? She, pralines and cream. Pralines okay. Cream. Yeah. And then I um, wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, it's kind of random, but um, okay. And then the last uh, thing that we need to cover here is uh, the other blizzard was for your kid or your wife. My wife. Yeah. And then now I'm going to guess her blizzard and that one i'm guessing is not mixed it is mixed fucking hell okay strawberry cheesecake or strawberry whatever nope fuck okay well can you tell me a hint about her maybe something like something about her sure she um yeah what could i tell you about her she is a hairstylist Okay, and <laughs> she that has an she has an affinity for uh, mid two thousands emo music. Okay, that's a good hint, actually. She grew up in the province of Ontario. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh man, I I have a guess, but it seems too fucked up. Smarties. <laughs> Oh, no, definitely not. Okay. <laughs> I don't know anyone that gets a smart. Nobody's getting a smarties. I don't know. Uh, okay, I'll try one more time. How about um? I feel like she doesn't like. I feel like is she not that big on blizzards in general, or she is a fan? She, I would say, she is a fan, but I'm probably a bigger fan than she is. <sighs> Damn, it's making me want a blizzard. This always happens. I was talking to this I guy <laughs> for this podcast the other day, and we talked about cookies for like forty-five minutes. And then I've been eating—I've been eating cookies a lot. I made cookies yesterday. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> I'm definitely going to a, a Dairy Queen after this. But okay, last guess. Whatever. Hell yeah. I mean, fuck. I can't get it. Chocolate brownie. Nope. All right. What is All it? All right. You ready for this? Yeah. It is Oreo mixed. <sighs> With Mint Reese. Oh, we, wait, is the, wasn't that we yours? We get the same. Oh, fuck. Yep, we get the same blizzard. Meant to be together. You know, it was all her. She came up with the concept. I tried it once and was like, this is a perfect blizzard. I don't know yes, if this is great. like uh, crossing the line, and if it is, then I'll cut it out. But may I ask how the two of you met? 
we met at a college orientation barbecue. That's nice. Yeah. I had just gotten off of a, the last two weeks of summer before the school year started. I was on tour and I was like very gross. Like I had really long hair and just probably smelled like cigarettes. And and when I was like, when I had heard, oh, there's like a, a free barbecue or there's free hot dogs on campus. I was like, that You were good. like 19 at the time or... No, I was a little older. Than, it was my last year of school. Okay. Um, so I would have been 23, I think, because I took a couple years off in between. Is she the same yeah. age? Um, no, she's she's younger. Okay. How so much she, younger? She's four years younger than I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she came through with a friend of hers and her friend's boyfriend is someone that I knew and had sort of gone to school with um, years earlier. And so he was like, oh, Jameson. And when they introduced us and the rest is history. I like it. Here we are. I'm having a memory. Sorry. But man, to to go back to your like your pants journey, uh, <laughs> I do think it's like so funny how many people have that exact same story of like, mm. yeah, I got skinny jeans and then suddenly I'm like, you know, listening to Justice or or whatever, whatever yeah, sort yeah. of like alternative. That's funny. I want to. I don't ever like. Um, I want to meet these people because. I don't know, like, I, I know, like, at the time I was in high school when I was getting into this, but, like, no one from my high school was into this at all. But then, like, I I know now meeting people that are a few years older than me that were already, like, living in Toronto at the time and, like, going out yeah. that were, like, yeah. clearly wearing skinny jeans. But then I just never, like, had that satisfaction at the time of, of like, no one was telling me this is cool and it's yeah, like, right. and it's hard now looking back to be like, that was cool. And cause maybe it even wasn't, I have no idea. It probably wasn't, but like. <laughs> right. How did, so how does that happen? How did the skinny like, jeans happen? Yeah. I mean like we're, cause I, I it would have been the same. Like, was it like seeing things in, in magazines or were you seeing stuff online? Like, um, it's a good question. I like who was marketing to us at that point in our life that was like, this is the thing that you need to get. Yeah. Yeah. Like in order how did that, to, how did that you know, land on me in high school? Like in my wasteland of no one else doing it that I don't really know actually. So I'm going to like write a sub stack about, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the skinny jeans, cultural, uh, you know, wavelengths making its way all the way out here maybe it had something to do with like because i remember um my my brother who's older he like uh there was some piece of clothing that he really wanted from urban outfitters and i can't even remember what it was but we would uh make trips out there to urban outfitters and then like Probably, like, something, like, infected my brain on one of those trips. Yeah, right. It's got to be that. 
man. Were you like, were you going to shows at all? Like, were you? S- uh, when I was in like grade twelve, like I, uh, my brother took me to a Justice concert in Toronto. Oh, amazing. and then I, the first time I, and then after that, I like convinced my friends at the time to go to see the band Mike Snow. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And that was the first concert I ever went to, that and the Justice one. And then I, like, was... But no one else, like... Like, yeah, everyone had a really bad time. I remember one of my friends had pink eye. And it was like a... <laughs> but then also, I didn't I didn't think it was that cool either. Like, I was like, I like listening to yeah. them on my iPod or whatever. But then, like, getting there is kind of yeah, like... Yeah, right, right. This kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. But, well, and where would that show have been in Toronto? Like it must, uh, there must have been the Phoenix Concert Theater, if you know the one. I don't. It it sounds familiar, but that must be like a what, like a thousand capacity room mm. for a band like that. Yeah, probably something like that. Maybe the slightest bit more. I'm trying to think of someone else like that. I remember like with the first when like Odd Future came out, they played their first show in mm. Toronto there. Okay. Yeah. And then that Justice yeah. one was at Circa. I don't know if you know what that is. No. It's like a now-closed nightclub that was like, in my head at least, having never been to a nightclub at the time, it's like places like this need to still exist. It was perfect. There was like, you could like yeah. walk on these like weird metal stairs and railways and that sort of yeah. thing that you see in movies that like somehow, right. I don't know if it happens in other cities, but like I don't see that here. It's always just like a blank yeah. room on ground level. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which is a bummer. Yeah. Because you're right. There's like, there is this kind of idealized club design from, like you said, watching TV or movies that you want to be in. It's never that. that. Just feels like it would be fun. And it's very, very rarely is it actually like that. Yeah. We've hit 62 minutes. Whoa. 